everyone it's friday welcome to shiro show i'm saturn dave and this is my cohort pat trainoco hello how you well, doing as they say as they say let's start this off without any words i got so high i scratched and i bled <laughs> and i love myself better than you you know what's right but what should i do nice black sheep got blackmailed again you're gonna sing the whole song right here? No. Let's go. No. I need my guitar. <laughs> That's still actually one of my favorite Nirvana songs of all time. Is yeah. On a plane. Yeah. On a plane is that one or Drain You? Literally, it's literally my favorite. <laughs> That's why I put. That's, That's why I so put good. that in there. I was like, hey, you know, I'll just sneak that tiny little uh, excerpt in there, you know, as like a nod to one of my favorite bands of all time. I know it was like one of Kay's favorite bands too, you know, um, we had this little guitar. We we had this little powwow once, you know, over discord where we all had our guitars out and we were all playing Nirvana and there was, there was a decent amount of lag, but it was a lot of fun. It was funny because we're both, we're all tuned in like different keys. Well, I mean, we're all in E440, but different, uh, different frequencies of E440. So yeah, it was a little, a little weird. But still, it still, it was fun. It was a bonding experience. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it's it's all good on my end. Just you know, uh, g- diving deep into those prototypes that just released, which we'll talk about later on. Yeah, yes. um, I'm glad. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Wait, yes, we that? have Nick in the chat. Yeah, voice of Panda God is here. <laughs> <sighs> the panda well, has come down from on high. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> well, any any Shiro show with Nick in the chat is even that much better. I'll be here for a little bit. I, I will need to jump off in about a half hour, but yeah, figured I'd. Stop okay, cool. By well, we're gonna audibly. start. We're gonna start by talking about the article you wrote on Omakaze Savers. And uh, the funny thing is, I was going to try. The plan was that I was gonna try to stream uh, Magic Knight Ray Earth, the prototype that that uh, Pat wrote an article on. Um, yeah. But it was it was a CCD image, and I downloaded it at the last minute, and I wasn't able to get it working on my Satiator. Like I mean, like oh, I put I put the Q image on my Satiator, but I guess the Satiator won't read image. Like it needs like a Q ISO or whatever so anyway i got omakaze savers on there and that's what we're gonna stream today so (laughs) you'll be able to tell folks about it and then uh and then we'll show them so yeah let's get the the uh that's good enough Article's right. good enough. Well, and yeah, we're gonna delve. We're gonna go go right. We're gonna go right into Omakaze Savers, but we'll definitely talk Magic Knight Ray Earth in a minute here. So yeah, um, Nick wrote an article. Tell I us about this. Yeah. So um, as you can see by the headline, it is inspired by Magic Knight Ray Earth. You do play as three magical girls with uh, very very uh, trope heavy personalities. Um, I came across this game through Film Cow. Uh, who some of you know is the guy that made Charlie the Unicorn amongst several dozen other cartoons and short films. On Nick, the that kills people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, you know the one. You know the guy. He's the, the uh, unicorn missing a kidney, right? <laughs> That's, yeah, he's, yep. miss, he's missing a kidney. At least one kidney, <laughs> possibly Maybe more. a spleen. <laughs> possibly. You, you never Does he know also have a point. banana in his ear at what, at one point? He, uh, he was urged, like, to put, a urged to put one in his ear, to, to put it directly into his favorite ear. Um, but again, you know, it's, you'd have to watch true. to find out. It says who. But <laughs> so FilmCow, uh, throughout the past few years, has been streaming video games pretty much every night, like literally seven nights a week. And as that. it turns out, Dedication. the Sega Saturn 
is his favorite console. So every Saturn day, night, he streams a Saturn game, and he's been doing this for about, well, at least three years, if memory serves correct, possibly longer, maybe shorter. Um, and he spent uh, basically a month, uh, four Saturn days consecutively, playing Omakase Sabers. What happens is he'll, you know, he's got hundreds of Saturn games, uh, nearly every North American game, uh, and a lot of Japanese games. A lot. He got this because the cover art looked cool, and he thought it might be good for his stream. Saying that if it weren't for his stream, he probably wouldn't have tried this out at all. Right? I hadn't heard anything about it. You can't. I, I wasn't able to find. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't able to find a, like a like a playthrough video of this outside of his stream. And I saw Fart Daily asked in the chat. He's not on Twitch. He's uh, he just streams on YouTube. So if you just go to Film Cow on YouTube, that's where he streams. Mm-hmm. Um, and all his vods are in a playlist there of unlisted videos. I still can't. Get, um, I can't. Still can't not giggle at that name. And Nick also Daily. included. You did include the entire stream, right? At the yeah, end, all four yeah. parts are there. Nice. So you can check um, it out. So he's basically the first person I'm aware of on the internet to you know play this game and post videos of it. Um, and because uh, it, it's it's not very common, there aren't a lot of copies of it. I think it. Um, one of the sources that one of his fans found is that it, it had fewer than twenty thousand copies sold in Japan. Ooh, new clutchers uh, wow. item! Get on that, guys! Yeah, before the prices I know. go to ten thousand dollars. <laughs> he bought it for he bought it for ten dollars. Um, unfortunately, gotcha. I, I'm afraid that through this exposure, that will inadvertently make the price go up. But hopefully, more people play this game one way or another because it is it is d- delightful what's a better um, deal Do- dogecoin or omicron savers probably <laughs> give it a, give it another couple months uh and omakase coin will catch right up omakase coin hey. nice we'll, we'll, we'll sell the cover as an nft or something but um works all right so on to what the game is about i've been talking a lot about film cow and about the the whole fact that nobody played this game so what the heck is it uh you play as three girls not those girls no but those are different girls. Those are magic. Those are it's the, girls. it's right. these girls right here. Yes, those those girls, those three magical girls. They come across a, a like some ancient item thing at some monument somewhere in a Japanese city, and uh, it gives them these wonderful powers. And uh, then suddenly, ghosts overrun their their little Japanese town. Um, it, the first big bad ghost, uh, he steals all the cakes, and you have to go around various cake shops. Um, that are that are empty, uh, various empty cake shops to talk to the people and <laughs> find out where the heck all the cakes are and where all these cake stealing ghosts went. Uh, there's it's very text heavy, so at first glance this might be a game that you you think Westerners just can't play due to the language barrier, but it's very easy to understand the uh, waypoints on the map and the controls and everything are pretty easy to pick up if you've played a number of video games before you probably won't have a difficult time progressing in this game you just won't know what the heck any of any anyone's saying um unless of course you speak and read japanese so so yeah you go around the town you're throughout your various waypoints talk to people and then once you find the ghosts you get into an fmv battle with them it's a uh there's a there's a timed YouTube video link somewhere in the article, but no need to find it and click it or anything. But I'm sure you'll you'll find out when you play it, Dave. But it's uh, yeah. it starts out like kind of like a, a, a like a shmup style top down uh, battle where you you're moving your sprite your girl sprite around, dodging little tiny ghosts. There's like dozens of the little tiny ghosts, and then the big bad ghost somewhere in the fighting arena. And um, when you attack, uh, you press the attack button, and then it pauses the game. 
There might be a screenshot of this if you scroll down a, a bit. That's an empty cake shop that you're on, by the way. <laughs> Oof. And, uh, I hate so it when you're missing some cakes. I know, I know, and these girls didn't like that much either. So when you hit the attack button, the game basically pauses, and you can select which ghost you attack, and then an FMV, a little FMV cutout, uh, plays a video of your magical girl shooting some fireball thing at the ghosts. And um, that's pretty much how battle plays out in a nutshell. Um, there's four episodes. Uh, I think it took Jason of Film Cow about uh, eight hours grand total to beat. If you're a native Japanese speaker, it might take you a shorter amount of time. Mm. Fairly quick to get through. There might be a few places where you get stuck, but just follow the waypoints on the map. Uh, Dave, for when you play later, the flashing blue points on the map are where you should go and talk to people. Okay. Solid blue points. Solid blue points on the map are where you've already talked to people. Good um, to know. There was some cross promotion thing. Feel? Um, the three, yep, feel. The three girls uh, were part of Feel, <laughs> uh, which is a band, I guess. And uh, the theme song was nice. pressed to that mini CD, which uh, Jason of FilmCal hmm. contemplated buying for a split second, but ultimately decided that hundreds of dollars might not be uh, a good price for that. <laughs> for so, a little mini CD. No, no, <laughs> not, no. Not the greatest idea. <laughs> oh, uh, FilmCal's in the chat. He says, really hope to get that mini CD of the theme song one day. I, yeah. I hope you get it too, FilmCal. You've, you've definitely earned it. <laughs> I really hope you get it. Is it just um, me, or does this real. sound, sound kind of like uh, Magic Knight Ray Earth meets Yokai Watch? <laughs> You know, I was just saying the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. It's, it seems so much like Yokai Watch. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I, I, way before I'm not Yokai Watch. Familiar with Yokai Watch? I know a little bit about it, and from what it's I cute. know, I like it, it's Yokai great. Watch. I think that's an accurate like description. Yeah, um, and so that the three actresses who play the girls in Omakase Sabers mm -hmm. did play the Magic Knight Ray Earth girls in a commercial for the Sega Saturn slash Game Gear game. I thought they looked um, familiar. Yep. So that's that's where they look familiar. Hmm. Um, and uh, if you do read this article, be sure to watch the theme song, the the opening intro of the game, because it uh, it's delightful. the The whole game is just a real real fun wholesome treat. And if you're yeah. into the magical girl anime or just games girl. similar to this, you're going to get a kick out of it. If you're really not okay with language barriers, you'll still be able to get through the game, but you're not going to be able to understand what anyone's saying. So Maybe that'll be the gotcha. next fan translation. I know, yeah. Uh, Film Cow hopes that this gets translated someday. I certainly hope this gets translated someday. I, I bet there's a lot of funny bits in, in the dialogue and yeah, uh, I, I if this does get translated, I'll be playing it day one as yeah. soon as that's available. <laughs> I will yeah, say what thing that, what thing that oh, you, go oh, ahead, sorry, Pat. The one thing you didn't explain is that uh, is that they're dressed as the Magic Knights. Did you want to say why? Uh, I they were in the commercial for Magic Knight Rayer. I told yeah. you. That. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and one other thing I thought was funny is that their personalities and color schemes almost. Mirror the mirror. Powerpuff Girls to a T. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that. The only difference that. being that Bubbles uh, wears blue and the Bubbles equivalent wears orange in this game. So that's kind of. I didn't want to do those colors for obvious reasons. Yeah. So Mostly because so they, they don't want to get sued by Clamp. <laughs> yeah, I caught, I caught one of, uh, one of his streams. I think it was the one where they were at the pool. You know, 
and then they were in yeah. the locker rooms and stuff. And I and what I saw was pure gold. So I, I do I I was like, first of all, this is a game I had not heard of or I was not familiar with. Uh, maybe no, it's I hadn't heard of it either. You no, know, maybe I, it's something that I me. scrolled past. It's probably something I scrolled past on eBay, thinking, right. oh, okay, this looks weird. Um, but again, like. You know, it, it looked honestly the the front cover looked like a ramen box. <laughs> it looked like, you know, it honestly, Omicron savers or Omicure savers. Yeah, but but again, like after seeing his stream, I was just like, okay, I gotta play this game. So I'm actually glad that we're gonna be able to stream it a little bit for you guys and and just you know, talk talk Saturn. Film Cow has popped up in the chat again, uh, saying that the orange Omakase Saber, Saiko Chiba, yes. has done voice work, a, a good number of it. And I think uh, this is mentioned in the article. Jason also found that um, a, a couple of the people who worked on this game also did stuff for uh, Sakura Wars 2 and 3, and uh, among other really? things. Huh. Uh, if memory serves correct, it's in the article. Uh, so if I'm nice. wrong, then sorry. <laughs> but it, cool. it's correct in the article. <laughs> yeah, well, so. thank you for writing this up. I mean, you did a very thorough oh, yeah. job. <laughs> well, big big thanks for to real. Film Cow. I, yeah. this wouldn't, I mean, this article wouldn't exist if Film Cow hadn't uh, bit the bullet paying 10 whole ass dollars to get this game and stream <laughs> 10 it. Whole so, ass dollars. Uh, hey, 10 dollars yeah. for four different streams that's not like good good uh yeah no it, to me he, yeah, that, he made that no work kidding. that game work and, for itself yeah. and uh also and like, be sure to watch his streams every night yes. you know he, this guy's streaming uh saturn games so or no he's, he's streaming games. every night but saturn games on saturn day right that's right. Yeah, he streams video games every night. Saturn games once a week on Saturn day nights. So, the Valley, yeah. right? Yep, the video game Valley. Uh, Jason, thanks again for agreeing to be interviewed for this article. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, of course, thanks for bringing this game to light at all. I really don't think the Saturn scene as a whole would have um, really found out about Omakase Sabers and what this game's really all about if you hadn't played it on that stream. So uh, thanks for showing the world the glory and joy of this <laughs> extremely wholesome magical girl experience. And Jason in the chat saying, Two and a half dollars a stream. It was a bargain. Yes. Sounds quite good a to bargain. Me. Now you guys can <laughs> yeah. get out there and jack up the price. <laughs> just, yep. kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. Wah, wah. But yeah, um, also make sure to check out his uh, his vid- his uh, animations too. They're very, oh, very yeah. funny. Yeah, if you're not familiar it's with classic. his animations and, and you like and you like weird comedy, you'll you'll enjoy his work quite Absolutely. a bit. Absolutely. Dad Cop Two is a an unsung hero of internet videos. So Yes, and you, and you can't be the llama, the llama, the llama uh, one. No, exactly. That's llamas it. with hats. Hat. Llamas with hats series. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Omakase Savers. I'll st- I'll stick in voice for here a little in a little bit, but I'll jump cool. off in about 10, 15 minutes. So. Sounds good. Nice, nice. Uh, Alrighty. Well, moving on. Yeah, um, our own Peter started a new series on uh peter tends to write like long form editorial and it's very researched and has like just loaded with facts and and when he writes a short article it's still not incredibly short <laughs> like but it's short for peter and so he started this new series called shiro shorts uh kind of reminds me of like salute your Is shorts it, i was about to say that <laughs> pat, say pat and i have like a mind meld going on here <laughs> Jeez, I was about to say salute your, salute your shorts. shorts. Nice, nice. Um, 
No, but uh, it must be like a Friday thing. I don't know. Anyway, so um, so Peter decided we're, we're 90s kids. We're 90s he's going to be Peter's going to be bringing us periodically these these short form articles just featuring little nuance, little things about the Saturn's history or like the marketing. And um, he's got a ton of these nuggets. You know, Peter, I've talked to him on several occasions where he's just got all sorts of ideas for this stuff. And right now we're just, um, he wrote an article about the faces of Saturn marketing, you know, uh, obviously Hiroshi Fujioka comes to mind as like, mm-hmm. you know, well, he's the poster, <laughs> the poster guy for, for well, Saturn, for Japan, Japan, yeah. Saturn. But I mean, you know, now he's kind of transcended that and just become um, almost like our Lord and savior <laughs> Saturn, you know? Holiness. That's right. Because, you know, he'll kick your ass <laughs> if, if you don't yeah, play Saturn. Will. That's right. Common writer, yeah. Paul Paul in the chat is uh that that is correct. He he played a couple different things. He was also like uh he also did like a ramen commercial. Um but yeah, <laughs> he's the common writer guy. Huh. And uh let's see, we've got uh Hannah Sin. We we actually had an interview uh with uh with Ken Lowe and uh he gave us a bunch of cool information about the the faces of these Saturn ads and so Hannah Sin mm-hmm. was the the gal we see here in this ad, head for Saturn ad. Um, they also featured is she the uh, one in the video as well. Or is that, or is that the other one? Other lady? I think that yeah. was a different woman. You know, I think it was uh-huh. a different woman and that's not listed here in the article. We, um, who knows? Peter might be upload, uh, updating this in the future, but there was also even another gal, uh, for the Brazilian ad. So there's a lot of faces of Saturn. This doesn't cover all of them, but it covers the ones I still that think are... the, I still like the Brazilian man on the end of that, the beginning of that, uh, that ad is like the best, yeah. the best. So when I uploaded that, somebody thought it wasn't even real. They were like, this is fake. And then somebody oh, from yeah. Brazil was like, no, I'm from Brazil and I can vouch that this is real, <laughs> you know? There's a lot of Saturn. that going on with Saturn ads. Oh yeah. A lot of it's very yeah. difficult to believe. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of it's like it's like it's like basically just like like translated, but they like remake it almost. So right. it even like, seems like sure a bootleg, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, we had uh, Ioni Sky for for one of these mag ads um, from one of the Head for Saturn ads, and um, what was the association with the association with Sub Pop? I can't actually read this, but I'm seeing the Sub Pop logo there at the bottom. I think that might. Don't, I, I might be wrong. My memory could be failing me, but I think this might have been covered in our Ken Lowe interview. But if it was, I don't remember what he said about it. I could yeah, also I be totally wrong. Gotcha. About that. Yeah, might be talking out of my butt. It's but, too small for yeah, me to see, but it up. must have been some kind of a must have been some like kind of music pro- promotion or collaboration. Yeah, um, yeah. Can't, Man, can't tuna, speak to it knowledgeably off of the top of my head. Yeah, but two um, references in one show. Go I know, it. right? There you, go. <laughs> uh, you had Ice Cube, good old Ice Cube. Um, Ice Cube, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody in the on the Shiro group put up a meme that uh, that had Ice Cube uh, with a thought bubble saying, "I'm sh- I'm glad they didn't call it the Sega Uranus." because <laughs> <laughs> then he would have had rings around his anus i guess i don't know i'm not commenting any further you're not gonna comment it's okay i went there I, i'll be the guy anyway okay. uh, so you had ice cube of course and then uh for the nothing else matters campaign we had uh barbara moore uh, who was featured as the naked lady behind all of the screenshots that we're apparently not supposed to see because we're distracted by Saturn creamy 3D graphics. 
Um, right. and, and Peter managed to get a shot of Barbara Moore in there. Yeah, that, <laughs> was, uh, that was like, whoa. <laughs> okay. did shed light on, on that, that very well-known ad. So. I'm just going to like uh, scroll past that. Yeah, really just, just, go, just go past that. Yeah. We don't need to get we don't we don't need to get uh, demonetized. I actually don't more. know the name of this guy right here. The the wah, Sega Saturn. That he looks guy. Like Chris Novoselic. He does kind of look like Chris Novoselic. There's like three. There's three Nirvana references in one show, Pat. But you got it. I just gotta get. The, I just gotta get those Nirvana references in there. You know. Is this going to be a thing moving forward now? <laughs> it's going to, I have Jojo for the other cast. So this is, is that right? Be Nirvana for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Literally just Jojo jokes the well, entire time. Anyway. Um, yeah, I would love to see, um, maybe Peter go as, as we gain more information. And, uh, I imagine that'll come as we do more interviews and stuff with people and we find out, uh, more information about this. Cause we're always finding out new stuff about the Saturn all the time. So um, maybe he'll update this and add new new faces, but uh, I'm gonna let you take this one, this next one, Pat. Uh, you did Project this. Uh, oh no, Nick did the write up on on Deluge. Yeah. Nick, are you still there? I am still here. Yes. Uh, unless you, you can't hear me. Why don't you both tag team this one? I'll I'll sure. be quiet. <laughs> tag team, nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So this is kind of a surprise to me. Hidden Palace uh, really just posted several dozen not only Saturn prototypes but like PS1, PS2 prototypes. And from what I looked through there, it seemed more like they're like a review build. So like they're 85, 80% complete. A yeah. lot of those. But there, there's some little little different nuggets of uh, unfinished things. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely – it's not definitely completely like review copies per se. This is really good for history nuts uh, who really want to go through and live the progression of some of these Saturn games midway through development. Uh, there are going to be a few games in this list that are basically identical to their final release, but many of them are, mm-hmm. are pre-release partially completed builds, some mm-hmm. demos, some, some of them don't even work at all. Like I think there's an NBA jam prototype that they uploaded for the sake of preserving history, but mm-hmm. you won't be able to play it on a console or emulator at all. Uh, but you know, most of weird. them are playable. Most of them yeah. are playable for sure. The weird thing is they actually had a Japanese game. I forgot what the name of it was, but it actually had a Japanese game as a and so and as a prototype. And I'm wondering what that's about. Maybe it might be, I maybe it might be one of those like you know how the magazines like uh, they sort of preview the Japanese games like when yeah. it's in Japan. Maybe it's one of those things. Is it this idol I know that, that happened a lot. Like I know with Parodius that happened. Ijo Janashi. Um. There's a like the Sega Rally, for example. There's mm. a Sega Rally prototype here that I did get a chance to try out. Marked as 75% complete, no intro, and the main menu has like a weird bouncy ball as a cursor. And um, I, I got first place in championship and did not unlock the Lancia Strato, so the Lancia is seemingly absent in that build. Mm. And the final cutscene has no music at all. Some weird differences like that, you know, very much a it's not done yet prototype, and you know, you can play it. I know that, um, I'm not sure if this is the same one, but there was a guy in one of the Facebook pages who said he worked for Bethesda in the 90s and had some Saturn demo discs when they were sent a Saturn, you know, possibly making a uh, a, a Daggerfall port, which they, they didn't make. Um, Big sad. And, and he had a Sega Rally prototype along with that uh, from Sega as like a, hey, here's an example of what the Saturn can do. 
and he did say he was in touch with Hidden Palace. I'm hmm. not sure if this is that same build, but um, but you know that's kind of an example of what some of these were were for. You know, hey, you should make a port, or you should make Saturn games. Here's what the console can do. Here's some here's some stuff that we're working on. And then, and then of course, tell how he goes them... back in time and makes a Skyrim port. <laughs> Saturn yeah. Skyrim port. He's gonna get that time machine and get there right away. You did we, we you did it again, Todd. You did it again. But Skyrim many of these 12. were also sent to uh, magazine writers as like review copies. Sometimes they get these months before the official release. And um, yeah, uh, one other cool note: uh, I'm a big Spyro fan, and there were multiple Spyro prototypes, specifically one of Spyro Three that was pretty early. And there's a, a lot of it. A lot of the dialogue in the text boxes were placeholder text. And I think Moneybags at one point says, uh, like, give me fat wads or the chick is will, will, will become dead or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff like that. I, he becomes that was uh, loads of money. Yep, lo- loads of money. Loads of money. What's that? Fat dosh. To answer mm-hmm. Paul's question in the chat, yes, um, there are links to download all of these so you can go test them out. Uh, yep. It really did. It the first thing i thought was nick's gonna have a field day with this you know because th- this is the I, kind I, of I, stuff that you <laughs> that you're literally gonna go through i mean if you're checking on old usenet posts you, you damn well know he's gonna be digging into these old prototypes and making comparisons you know for yeah as soon as i saw as soon as i saw some certain ones i was like uh oh nick's gonna have to rewrite some reviews you're gonna oh, see yeah. a lot of these <laughs> In upcoming Maybe some redactions. and updated reviews, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of this, a lot of the, the gameplay from these in upcoming Pandaman reviews. Expect that's, that's delays because of sure. it. Nice. <laughs> well, that's um, good. And then, yeah, Pat played Magic Knight Rayearth. Uh, there's a build released in this lot mm-hmm. where it's more there's than a year two builds that were released of it. Tell us all about it. I'll skip ahead. Yeah. Okay, we can do that. Yeah. So. uh so there's actually two built two prototypes. There's a 1998 prototype, which is basically just a pre-release like a review copy, mm-hmm. which pretty much was one to one with what was the retail release. But there was a copy that was a year before in 1997, which is a lot different. Uh, to the point where there's so many like, even starting off the menu is completely different. Like as you see, it's like a, it has a logo more matching the Japanese logo, right. which is interesting because it's just called Ray Earth, which which right. uh, is my thinking is were they just going to call it Ray Earth or were they going to add like a you know how they have on the Japanese logo it has like the little text on the top mm-hmm. there's going to be one of those where it's like Magic Knight and underneath it says Ray Earth as you can see it's pretty much the same telemenu besides that besides the text is a little bit different uh, they found this on like a on like a TDK CD and just says the 97 and uh, yeah if you want to play the, the beta intro it sounds completely different hold up and hold up before you do that Dave yeah. play the play the official intro the final intro which is the video beneath the one that you're currently on in stream um, play like the first 30 seconds of, of this one and then uh, I guess we can't, Maybe we can't no I can totally hear you it's playing well, I, we can This is the official final. This is the good one. (laughs) Now play the bad one. Yeah. All right. And you'll you'll notice straight away that there's a lot of differences. You'd be like, oh, oh. All right. Here's here's the here's the bad one. (laughs) Oh. Cover your ears. Cover your ears. (laughs) 
<laughs> Simon Cowell, Simon Cowell would give this person the boot. <laughs> like, it's so pitchy, you know? It's got that original... It's like the, yeah. the seagull from Little Mermaid. It had the original... So they hadn't... They hadn't uh, so th was this pre-working designs taking over the no project? Idea. Because they no, obviously no, didn't implement the um, in the v in the video here. They didn't hadn't implemented the working designs logo that well, we had here. Was yeah, what happened was it literally was just a VHS rip from a Japanese uh, from a seemingly Japanese uh, copy of the, the show, mm -hmm. and they just digitized that and just put oh, that dear. as a placeholder and put vocals over. Oh it. God! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Yeah, it sounded like Cindy Lauper, but with a cold or something like that. It was bad just terrible. It was really it's bad. Not, it's not. You mean Cindy Lauper, except not good. Right, Sorry, like 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 on a bad day or something like that. You know. So no, like oh, so I, no, every day I like I like Cindy Lauper just fine, but like I can imagine with a cold, that's how she would sound. Anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then you yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I actually kind of like the the pre-release menu because they actually have the sword animation of the sword opening up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, and the other one is just like a static logo. Then you go Magic Rare, there's this cool little thing. And, I mean, it's not bad, but, like, I don't know, I kind of would like that them adding that sword because that's in the Japanese version as well. So so what things, uh, what were the biggest things that stood out uh, regarding the actual gameplay to you? Um. The gameplay, it's pretty much one-to-one -one with the regular copy because all it is, it's like it's like the fan translations we have today where, like, they're hex editing and putting the stuff in there. Like, like as you can see, the, one of the biggest changes that I found in ter terms of text is the that little quip about the people running the store are a certain other group of people. Right. <laughs> that, uh, I'm a not going to say on here. Other group of people. I'm not saying saying that so we're not getting like in trouble. Right. But uh, but yeah, they they as you could see, they uh, use a little bit of harsher word for the people that are running there <laughs> instead of uh, the word creeps. Right. Or crepes. <laughs> crepes. Depending on how you yeah. pronounce things. Slightly but, uh, more but, tame But yeah, um, the game is pretty much in English at the beginning part. But if you want to scroll down, you can you can see like the journals are not translated. Some of the the the, the cliff tips are in Japanese still. Uh, some of the the NPCs are speaking Japanese. Uh, all the journals have no voice acting and are full Japanese. And of course, probably the most in interesting part is that there's no the only English dialogue is in the beginning part. If you want to play that up there, I have it. I have it time stamped up on up on the top. It's the video yep. of the the text. It'll have, and you can hear. Oh, it just it doesn't play from that part. Oh well, yeah. I can I can uh, jump ahead. It, it's going to be the cutscene after they after they arrive. So it's it's after they arrive in the magic night when it's like it's in the, the, the all the demon guys are talking to each other. The legend becomes right there, that one, yeah. embarrassing reality. And you can see, you can see that guy that guy right there, his voice is his voice is dubbed, but everyone else is still in Japanese. I got gotcha. you. Interesting. Just yeah, very it actually, uh Yeah. Go ahead. It's actually the same take that they use in the game as well. Mm-hmm. So it's the same vocal take. There's no change. It's literally what they use one for one in game. But I mean, I mean, it's probably just a, a a proof of concept. There's no lip flap syncing to him, so it's still the same lip flaps that they used for the Japanese version. But it's just a, I guess, a proof of concept, I suppose. 
I gotcha. But yeah, there's there's quite a bit, of, and the cool thing is is that you can actually use your save from the the retail release in this one, and you can actually go and check out different parts of the game without worrying about uh, about things that aren't that if you want to see the differences at that point. And of course, there's still some glitches in the text boxes as well, or placeholders. Right, I saw that. Interesting. But yeah. But yeah, there's a. It's very interesting, just all the differences inside of the game, and how much it it like changed between the two, and the change that they made. So I just thought it was so big that I thought it'd be worth writing an article about. Yeah, I think people would be interesting. Right. I still can't get over the awful singing in the the '97 build intro. Yeah. It's that that made my day. That That, was bad. That brightened my day right up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who it is, but I, I I thought it was the person that sings the Sega CD, uh, the Sega CD version of the lunar, the lunar opening theme. I thought it was, but I'm not 100 percent sure. It's slightly different. No. Mm. So if you guys want to, if anybody else knows for sure, definitely let us know. But uh, that's my theory: is that somebody like just let. Like that, uh, just laid out rough uh, vocals. Is is there's called guide, guidance vocals. A lot of artists do it for like um, that. Write the songs. Like there's plenty of videos online of people singing. Like uh, I think Dolly Parton singing "I'll Always Love You," mm-hmm. and like just having guide vocals. And okay, this is how this is the pitch that I want it to be. And then they send off the artist and they do it. And that's pretty common with a lot of songs. In uh, Millie Vanilli's case, though, they just left the guide vocals <laughs> on there. Millie Vanilli. Yeah. Nice. It's got to throw a burn in there. But nice. uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, but uh, if you, if anyone has any more questions, uh, definitely let me know. And uh, hopefully we'll see more changes through the coming the coming years as people dig through the game. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Appreciate you digging into that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of fun differences there. Yeah, and thank yeah, you, no uh, Nick, for digging into those other ones like uh, Sega Rally and yeah. stuff. We wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I, I you know, yeah, I, yeah. a lot of small stuff. But again, if you're if you're a history nut, especially a Saturn history nut, that's going to be a gold mine for you. Highly recommend looking into that. Cool, cool. Bless you. Uh, yeah, bless you, Pat. <laughs> Sorry about that. Blessings ne- for Patrick. Next, uh, next blessing comes from. Uh, abrasive with uh more stock on the satiator oh yeah holy stock i just cheered to that same i i uh can talk about this for a bit and then i'm gonna dip um, Mm -hmm. and take off Mm -hmm. but yeah so i mean that's pretty much it satiators are back in stock everybody so for Yay. those who don't know what the satiator is, uh, it is an ODE. Looks like it is still, in fact, in stock. Um, this is well known for not requiring any modification to your Saturn console. You just pop it in the video card slot and mm-hmm. do a couple things with your SD card and letter it, and that's it. Um, you know, it obviously it won't work with the MPEG Lunar game because that requires use of an MPEG card. Um, Big sad. There are still some games that have some issues, so I can't get Corpse Killer to work without locking up after certain cutscenes. And other is it FNB bad though? Like, I think that's a good feature. It might be. It, that might have been done. Incompatibility on with the uh, <laughs> Corpse Killer. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> right, that's right. a feature. That's a feature. Uh, Time Gal still has some troubles working on it, which that is unfortunate because I know there are some fans of that game. Uh, and is that in English only... or is that in Japanese? Was that at release in English or is that Japanese only? personally haven't played it i'm just aware that that oh. is one of the the trouble games for the satiator mm-hmm. um 
and uh mainly due to its just being really heavy on weird fmvs yeah um the price tag is the only other thing that might deter people it is more expensive than your other ode options satiator is going to be 259 dollars without shipping and taxes and such whereas stuff like the fenrir is just a hair over 100 us dollars mm-hmm. and other odes are like um i don't know how much the mode is but it's not as expensive as the satiator but those do require mm-hmm. more you know they require taking apart your saturn and changing things inside of it you mm-hmm. don't get your disk drive this right. you can keep your disk you drive. relinquish you your disk drive yeah exactly. so so yeah, I I personally recommend it, and it's constantly getting updates. So some of those compatibility <clears throat> issues, they're far and few, and um, most of the compatibility issues I've run into were fixed by reformatting my SD card, mm-hmm. um, and many of the other ones that this started with were fixed by Professor Abrasive himself. He's constantly updating it. This thing is still technically in beta, mm-hmm. uh, but it is, again, getting constant updates from the professor, so... Um, very bright future for it and it's already working brilliantly as it is mm-hmm. especially for requiring no modification so yeah. i'd highly recommend this if you're willing to spend the money on it it's a good plug and play solution for sure especially for those that are that kind of want to keep their disk drive just in case mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know you mentioned mm-hmm. uh and the one of the only things you really give up with this is the ability to play the really small number of mpeg supported games you know that you would use the mpeg right. card mm-hmm. but you mentioned in your omakaze article that um the game utilizes fmvs that are able to fill the entire screen right and that the quality it is does. actually remarkable and uh, yeah, that got no, me thinking, it's... like, uh, our, uh, our Trekkies needs to dig into that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, well, he already inv- did. He already did? So what? Yeah, like, the, the, the cut, he increased the size of the, the, the video for the, the uh, Lunar Dub Edition. Using the like same. A little bit bigger. Using, like, that, that kind <clears throat> of dot fill file format I'm or something sure or, or what fill, i don't need the yeah. dot fill but i mean it, he's still got a bigger and better quality almost cool. like on par with the uh on par with the impact card so yeah nowadays it's kind of kind of debatable especially with that extra space on the saturn yeah if it really even is needed i love that he's doing that i love that trekkies is kind of like giving us i guess you could say like uh up not up res but uh you know enhanced editions you know <laughs> and like yeah, increasing yeah. the quality of uh of the video compression that's great it's good stuff well good i'm gonna stuff. take off before i go i i did look this up omakase savers you can buy it complete buy it now for about 30 dollars with shipping on ebay so it's already going up from the 10 film cow paid and i think someone in chat mentioned that they just bought it <laughs> wow so, okay. um, that's so how there you go <laughs> you got it we are ruining the retro mm-hmm. gaming scene <laughs> you know it's like get, uh get, get a satiator instead or get a motor there a you go i mean you know you you don't have to buy the disc to play the game but that is cool that that film cow did you know, buy a, a oh, legit yeah. disc copy to stream it, you know, because mm-hmm. that's awesome, you know. I mean, it only not... streams legitimate copies of games, or at least has. That's I, cool. I think uh, with the Saturn, they'll probably come to a point where uh, there may be, especially with stuff like uh, unreleased games that could only be played on, on uh, unburned right. discs. I, I don't know what Film Cow's plans are, if, mm-hmm. uh, if he plans to eventually stream games that aren't on a legitimate disc but uh, yeah. i i know he's looked into the satiator and other things like that so well but you mentioned far, that I, he's a diehard right. collector right so i mean that make, it makes sense yeah, that he would get a physical games. yeah like 3600 right. or something like that crazy but does he yeah. have diehard in his collection i'm sure uh <laughs> i think there's a link in the article you can go yeah. take a look 
No, it says oh, that he I'll, has like I'll all the, he has that. like the entire US collection or something like that or close to it. Not all not all not every US game but like pretty damn near. So Speaking of a US con- collection, here's a game we actually got in the US. I'm going to go. <laughs> yep. Take care. See Later. ya, Nick. Looking forward to your next video. Thank and, you. Yes, uh, Corpse Killer. Oh, nice. Yeah. The oh, one, yeah. So yeah. I assume you probably had to burn a disc for that since you couldn't get it working. I, I did. Yeah. yeah. I had to burn two discs. It is a two disc game because nice. the FMVs in that game also fill the screen, and that comes at the cost of uh, data size. So, right. I can't wait to see what your uh, verdict is on that. Yep. Oh, dude, man, this is going to be an event. I'm excited for this one. A lot of source material on on uh, Corpse Killer, so uh, this will be fun. Do you have an estimate right. for like uh, length? Is it going to be another like hour documentary? Uh, it's going to be two hours for each I hope disc. so. <laughs> you know, given the amount of content I have and where the script is heading, I think it's safe to say we could see a similar length to the virtual racing video, give or take 20 nice. minutes or so. Nice, nice. <laughs> so cool. We'll see. Right. Uh, we'll find out when it's posted eventually. Excellent. Like, hopefully not long, but I, yeah, it's, it won't be up super soon. Uh, sometime in may <laughs> cool so. so we'll take this opportunity to remind you guys to go check out pandemonium reviews every sega saturn game on youtube if you haven't if uh, you've been shucks. living under a rock uh, under us well uh, under a rock in terms of the saturn scene uh you need to go stop check it. out his channel <laughs> yeah stop hell, yeah get out of under that rock and go check out nick's channel because it's amazing good stuff one would argue good that stuff. viewers of the channel are under rocks themselves because it's so small but that's <laughs> Well, we're, that, we're, that we're fixing all. that. We are fixing, we're trying to fix that. Right? Okay. Yeah. Next up, we got, well, uh, yeah, be, uh, Best of Saturn, another uh, another one of Peter's spotlights. Um, mm-hmm. just, you know, a little blurb, uh, just bringing up the fact that uh, Virtual On came to U.S. Shores and um, it had Netlink play. Of course, you had to buy the Netlink version. Uh, that's that's one thing I wish the you know like unlike uh, Duke Nukem for example or Saturn Bomberman where the long box uh, you know shelf copy came with Netlink. Um, I do own a long box copy of Virtual On, but I don't own a Netlink copy, and I need to I need to fix that. Um, I mean, I have yeah, like a the, the cool thing is that you could probably even fit it in the original box too. Yeah, you probably yeah, you could. Just, the disc holder yeah, in there. yeah, get the di- get a disc only. I never even thought about that. Just buy a disc only if I can if I manage to yeah. find that, and then just get uh, just stick it in my virtual on box. But yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, Pat, this game holds a soft. This game holds a place in your heart. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. No, this is actually was the first Saturn game I've ever bought. <clears throat> this yeah, is, uh, I actually play, I played this in the arcades like years ago. I'd always like play this like I'd always stack up coins with friend like friends or I just like play randos and just play this game like over mm-hmm. and over again. This is the this and Vir- and Die Hard Arcade were the first I guess technically Saturn games I ever played. Right. Per se. Because I played them both on the on the uh, in the arcades with the with the STV uh, hardware mm-hmm. or the Titan boards. And this game is pretty much the reason to own a dual stick <laughs> these days. The uh, if you have a, it's the only reason because while there are other games that support the dual stick, our, our buddy Sam, the SSG, did a, a pretty detailed video on the dual stick. And, you know, the conclusion that he came to was it's pretty much brilliant for virtual on, but everything else is just kind of not great. <laughs> you, know, you know, so. Yeah. Unless you're a virtual one diehard, you don't really need it. But no, I mean yeah. it's it's nice. But if if you had to get one, I would get the Saturn version because you can get an adapter and pl- right. use it on the Dreamcast. Right. 
Yes, that's so true. The Dreamcast one, does have a, yeah. a dual stick for uh, Ontario. What uh, on, Ontario Ontario or something like that? Tangram or something like that or whatever. Yeah, Virtual on two. Virtual on two. Yeah. So, but that's cool to know that you can use the Saturn stick on the Dreamcast just with a little adapter. Yeah, and the cool thing is that I was ta- talking to people about is that uh, if you get like certain panels for for the uh, the Net Cities and the Blast Cities and the Astro Cities, mm-hmm. you can actually uh, just plug it, just get like a harness for it, plug it into the thing, remove the panel, and you can have a whole Virtuon setup like right there on your uh, right there on your Candy Cab if you want to switch it out. Cool. And that's that's awesome. That's sort of something I want to try. Yeah, you should, and make a video on it or something. <laughs> I should. I need, I need another candy cab, though, and two of those panels. Yeah. Man, I don't know where you find space for all this stuff. <laughs> you just throw stuff in the closet and hope it fits. Okay. Well, I will try to take that advice. Oh, wait. All my closets are already don't. full. <laughs> That's a bad advice. They're well, full of Saturn um, games. Throw your Saturn games out and replace them with candy cabs. This next little article or write-up, whatever you want to call it. Ooh, I didn't even put a category on it. Oh. That's my bad. Comes to us. Uh, this comes to this news comes to us care of Mr. Burns in uh, the Sega Extreme Discord server and the Shiro Discord server. He brought this to my mm-hmm. attention, and I did a quick write up on it because I thought this this was amazing. Um, it's basically a game from 1995 by Argonaut. Uh, who also did uh, Star Fox, they did uh, Stunt Race FX, they did Croc, never Legend of, of the Gobos. <laughs> never heard of that one. Uh, Star Fox. They did, uh, they did Red Dog on the Dreamcast. Several other games. Several I've other games. That one. It's a good one. I mean, you ha- if you have a mode in your Dreamcast, you have no reason to not have it on there, and you should definitely try it out. It's like a... Wow. Yeah, it's like a tank artillery game. It, it's fun, but it, it, it's really cool. I, I would definitely give it a play. Um, but anyway, um, so Sega Extreme has... Um, what What basically happened is the source code was anonymously uploaded uh, to Discord server, and um, it's now been hosted for download over on Sega Extreme. It's and, that same guy that did the uh, Lost Dynasty upload. Is that right? Oh no! Maybe. You're just saying. What if it is? Okay. Well, anyway, it yeah. was anonymous. It was anonymous. So, um, basically, um, you can go download it and poke around with it if you have an interest in uh, Saturn development or you have uh, any kind of tools that you could work on it and uh, mess around with it. Um, but, but that said, it was released as a MS DOS game uh, in '95, and it was published by Philips Interactive. And um, I guess it kind of. Uh, it blends several genres and that's actually one of the criticisms it, it actually got fairly good scores uh minus the minus the uh caveat that most reviewers said that it was just trying to do too much and that if it had mm. gone with you know one really solid direction or something like that that it would have been a better uh, experience overall but that the production value was very high so that's interesting basically the player presume uh assumes the role of the protagonist Fap or <laughs> say she's what Saf Saf Fap I can't sorry it's we're just gonna say it's Fap no yes and he's a, Fap. he's a human he's a humanoid stranded on an alien planet he faces off against the DAC and uh, the which is like a digital odd, di- digital analog uh, digital analog converter exactly exactly uh, a race of cyborg aliens who want to invade uh, the whole place this is they from wanna, I pulled this from Moby Games. Records. Uh, only chance to escape the planet is to help these guys thwart the invasion. Um, 
And the rest of this, literally, I included a link to uh, Mo, uh, the article on Moby Games, so you guys can check it out, because um, this write-up pretty much comes from Moby Games, and so do these screenshots. Um, there, I did go ahead and link Mr. Burns' uh, Sega Extreme profile. Um, he says that at this I stage... say excellence. Yeah. At this stage, it's going to need some extra work. Uh, dev kit, maybe, uh, to see if um, it can be built to work. And we're just crossing our fingers that somebody comes along and uh, does something with it. Um, because yeah, as it is, it's just honest, source code. The game, is, the game looks like complete trash. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too. Um, I can play a little bit of it. I'm going to... I'll turn off the audio from the video wall and play a little bit uh, just so you guys can see uh, what it's all about. Um, so, like, lots of FMV, 90s, oh mid-90s FMV. My favorite, oh boy. <laughs> Your favorite. Very similar, I guess you could say, to, to Last Dynasty, you know? In that regard. Uh, I mean, what would a mid-90s game be without... Uh, without FMV, right? And, yeah, that's uh, a good point. You can probably skip ahead to the gameplay. This looks it. like M2, like 3DO M2 footage or something like that. Um, skipping I like ahead. That, I like that furry that was going through there. I know, right? Uh, let's skip ahead to the gameplay. So you got, you got stuff that looks like Landspeeder, Star Wars Landspeeder. The music is bizarre. <laughs> It's a lot of FMV though, and you got some yeah. of this stuff. First per, like um, third, sorry, third person adventure game type stuff. It's an action adventure game, you know. That's what it is. So, um, I like how this guy is like walking and looks like he's like swagging it. Yeah, but I mean, it really it just comes down to um, if somebody's looking for a project, um, they happen to be reading this article or watching this, uh, and you're interested, just uh, go ahead and download the files. They're hosted right here. Um, and give it a shot. Uh, you know, I mean, for, for, for the sake of preservation and stuff, I can, I can see this being like an interesting project, but again, like, like you say, Pat, I mean, uh, it really comes down to somebody like looking at this and saying that this is something they want to mess around with, you know, um, it's definitely people rest on with worse. So I guess, yeah, that's true. I guess whatever. That's true. So, you know, we'll see anyway. Uh, it's newsworthy nonetheless. And yep. uh, finally, I, I wrote up a quick little article, uh, and it's good because we only have five minutes left before we need to switch over to the game stream. But um, Super Potato basically opened up a new eBay shop that is international. So all prices are in dollars. They're doing direct shipping to the buyers. No need for mm -hmm. uh, an auction uh, middleman or anything like that. And it kind of cuts out a lot of the independent resellers who have for years just kind of squatted in Japan and, and just gone to all of the shops and bought up deals to share with uh, folks on Facebook groups and over... You forgot to mention Jack, the price up 30% or more. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's the thing is it used to be that you could get up pretty good deals through through private resellers, you know, um, mm -hmm. and that they would pretty much, you know, do marginal markups, you know, just so that they, you know, because they have to, you know, that's a lot of the ways that they're paying that's for their too. expensive <laughs> apartment rent in, uh, in Japan. Yeah. It's not cheap to live there. Um, but, you know, I mean, you could say that they were doing us a service, you know, because um, that's how a lot of us have been getting games. Um, and re in recent, I want to say like in, in, in the last couple of years, some of those um, folks have actually been going direct to eBay 
um, importing stuff and then selling from us accounts. Like there's a dude out of Arizona mm-hmm. actually that I'm that, um, good guy, you know, and does good business. Um, uh, every, everything that he, everything that he has for sale is in like pristine condition, you know? Um, and you know, it's, it's reasonable prices, but again, it's been imported and then marked up. Whereas, uh, this yeah. is an attempt at, uh, super potato to just cut out that middleman and deal direct to, uh, to buyers. So I kind of took a, a negative, uh, I guess, take on on this news because I'm most super potato themselves are going to spin it positively. And most people out there are going to spin it positively because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, this does make it more accessible for folks to buy, you know, anime and manga figures and uh, and to get import games. But at the same time, that means that every lit every listing has that much more that many more eyes on it, you know, um, and that much more competition. So that could end up driving prices up. And when we've already been yeah. seeing Saturn games, we've, so us Saturn games, they're gone, right? Like, like Chaz was saying, the market is incredibly gone. Uh, it, it, it's not something I would recommend to anybody to get into collecting long boxes now, unless you're crazy and you just hate money, you know, but, uh, but <laughs> even Japanese games, right, Pat, like we've been seeing Japanese yeah, games go like up in Japanese price. Games just Like I remember house of the dead was like five bucks and stuff. It's like at least 40 bucks nowadays in the, the Japanese used market. Like you were able to, even like back in 15, you were able to get good deals and bundles from people or like people in Japan or people in groups. Mm-hmm. But now all the games are going up. Um, mm-hmm. Like really the only option really that if you want cheap games is going through Yahoo Auctions Japan. Right. But I mean, you're going to be paying a premium for shipping. Exactly. And you know, one of the one of the main like I guess you could say one of the main pieces of advice that we've been giving people for years is you know Saturn collecting is expensive but you can enjoy most of these games if you just look for the Japanese counterpart you know and in yeah. many cases you're gonna actually uh, experience uh, a lot of great games that you wouldn't be able to if you just focus on the U.S. domestic market. And uh, so that's kind of been the thing that we've been telling folks. But again, like I've been noticing it and saying that, you know, I'm just seeing these these prices on Japanese games going up and up and up. And it's not just the shmups, you know, shmups have been expensive forever, you know, Um, but other games like, you know, okay, Omikaze Savers, it's a it's kind of like a hardly anybody's heard about this game and it's it's 30 bucks well now that we've done this cast i guess it's going to be a little bit more but maybe a hundred more dollars anyway anyway you know i don't want to be completely glass half empty about this i do acknowledge that you know it's interesting and it's cool it may set a precedent that other japanese shops follow um where they're just you know they realize that they're losing so much uh money to like middlemen because they're selling stuff there locally for cheap and then uh you know resell sellers are coming along and making you know a bit of a profit on that so um it, yeah. you know it's interesting fair, though, a lot of these all of these stores in akihabara have always been high prices anyways that's like yeah. super potato always been pretty high so with them doing this i can't imagine how i could get on top of that like it just it, it's just like okay so like one of the shops that um people talk about being great is like hard off you know hard off or book off you can you can yeah. often find a lot of cool stuff there but um, but I kind of think about it as kind of like in, in the U.S., Goodwill in recent years, it's like they've become wise to the fact that people sell Goodwill 
stuff on eBay. So then they've started uh, having their own auction site and, and you go into Goodwill and they've got like a CRT monitor priced at like two or $300. And you're just like, come on. Like uh, it's, it's yeah. bad enough that like you can't even go on offer up anymore and buy a CRT without every single description being good for retro games, you know, <laughs> good for retro games, five, 50, hundred dollars, like a 20, 20 inch Magnavox piece of crap, you know, and it'll be like great for retro games, a hundred bucks, you know, and, um, composite only right. Goodness. So it's like, you know, eventually sooner or later, these companies kind of wise up and they figure, okay, well, we we know what we have now and we're going to you know charge premium prices for it so if there's been if there if there is a import saturn game that or or anime figure <laughs> figurine that you want to get for your collection I'd probably jump on it now rather than waiting because prices are just going to continue to go through the roof yeah, and and yeah, it's it's kind of a sadness, but uh, like I said, uh, it's, deals can still be had. It's not like you can't find anything anymore. If you keep, uh, if you go on Yahoo Auctions Japan, there's still like I I recently actually just bought uh, that the Sakura Wars Three Collectors Edition mm-hmm. with the VMU and the music box for I think thirty bu- forty bucks. And did you do that through Baii? or what uh, what service uh, did you Bai, use? Yeah. Bai, yeah. I that's used a, Yahoo Auction Japan through Bai. That's exactly how I got my Neo CDZ um was through Yahoo Auctions Japan and Bai and uh I think the the system along with all the games it was like 200 bucks done, you know like yeah. So I mean so, that yeah. was that was a great deal. Um and that was including shipping and everything like that. So it was like, you know, you got a console yeah. and like a crap ton of games. So that I, I, I would agree with you there that that's a good recommendation. Yeah, and to be honest, I think I kinda like the super potatoes doing this. Yeah. Because it makes it makes it a little bit more accessible for people that, you know, don't want to do that or don't know how to exactly just be able to buy some of the stuff. So I mean there's there's positives and negatives to it. Yeah. I mean that's the upside, yeah, I mean, honestly. The yeah. accessibility, um, it's so much more accessible now. I mean, with them doing this, so it's like, and they have a large selection now on their on their store so far. I mean, it's brand new; like it just went up. So mm-hmm. they only have like Super Famicom games listed so far. So I imagine I told James of Mercy, like he was saying, there's they have a pretty uh, limited uh, supply right now. But I think it's just that they have to get all that stuff up and listed on on the account and that's going to take time so they probably need to hire an intern or something for that but uh but either way you know it's super potato they have a pretty large selection so this is going to make it accessible to folks but with that will come you know unintended consequences probably is all i'm saying um yeah i figured it would be more interesting to actually put some kind of slant on the article than just like saying eh, they did this you know but anyway, yeah, no, it's it's interesting and it's, it's interesting debate about that. We should probably definitely have in the future. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, yeah, it's time. Um, so we could go ahead and uh, I'll let you go ahead and wrap this segment and then we could unmute everybody and bring them into the game stream. If you uh, like. Sounds good. Yep, sounds good. Well, thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, and uh, for everyone that's watching YouTube and uh, Podient, uh, we'll catch you next week. Later. Yep, see ya.